This is the Big Small Business Show. Welcome back. Uh, in studio with us today, we have a familiar face. It's Dr. Sharon Smolders. She's Project Director, Tax Advocacy at Psyche. You'll notice I always uh, will lean down and try and read that. It's just such a long title. But anyway, and uh, uh, Dr. Smolders is here to tell us about some changes to our provisional tax uh, laws. Well, not necessarily change to provisional tax, but there is a penalty at the moment for late submission of your income tax return. And a lot of people have been getting this penalty and never got it before, and they're asking why. And provisional tax is the reason for this particular penalty. So what's happened is SARS has now, since the 1st of, the, 1st of January this year, entitled to charge you a late submission penalty if you have one income tax return outstanding. Previously, it was two or more tax returns outstanding, so nobody ever worried too much about this. Now, the concern that comes in here, though, is that the submission deadline. Now, there's usually two submission deadlines for the income tax return filing season. Now, the first one is for non-provisional tax taxpayers, and that's usually November, mm -hmm. sometime in November. And this year or last year, it was moved to, to December. And then the second time is 31st of January, which is for your provisional taxpayers. So if you are incorrectly classified yourself, or if you incorrectly classified yourself as a provisional taxpayer, and you submitted on the 31st of January to 2022, instead of the 2nd of December 2021, you would be subject to And why payment. would I make that mistake? What did this just define the difference of well, what, what is a provisional taxpayer? I think that's the important starting point. Now, what we've seen a lot is that people in the past, directors of private companies, members of CCs, automatically assumed that they were provisional taxpayers and they were at a stage required to be a taxpayer. But the law changed and it changed quite a few years ago. Um, so now these individuals have just carried on submitting their, as if they were provisional taxpayer, they pay the two or three payments and off they go. Now, however, um, it, you, don't, you don't have to register as a taxpayer, you either are or not a provisional taxpayer, that is. So now, provisional taxpayer is anybody that basically doesn't receive remuneration. So, I mean, that's the whole, your salary, et cetera, let's make it simple. If it's a remuneration, it's a salary or a travel allowance or subsistence allowance, something like that. So if you receive, for instance, interest, dividends, rental income, that sort of stuff, that's non-remuneration income, and you would generally fall into the provisional tax category. But what they're missing, and what we picked up from the examples that we're receiving, there's certain exceptions to that, or exemptions from that. So excluded from that non-remuneration income, are two things. The first one, as a natural person, so I'm talking as a natural person, companies and um, they, they're automatically provisional taxpayers, no questions asked. So as a natural person, if you now receive non-remuneration income and you're not carrying on a business, because if you're carrying on a business and you earn income from that business, you also fall out of this category, you are a provisional taxpayer, we don't worry about you. So what people are missing now is that if you earn taxable income, so if you're a natural person, you've earned non-remuneration income, but your taxable income is less than the tax threshold, you're not a provisional taxpayer. Now, what happened with COVID is that might have forced some people lost their jobs. So previously they were provisional taxpayers, now they're not. Um, and their income has suddenly gone down, they fall below the tax threshold. They now are not actually a provisional taxpayer and they should have submitted the return not in January, but in December. The second one, which I think a lot of people, and this is where we, I think the main problem is, is if you earn taxable income in the form of interest, mm -hmm. dividends, local and foreign, um, and rental from fixed properties. There's one other one, but that's if your employer is not registered for pay as you earn. But if in those three categories, 
And a lot of people have that, directors, etc., have that income, and that might have also been the reason why they were non were provisional taxpayers. But if that together, and, and SARS is treating this a bit funny, we need to just follow that up, but together, if that income is less than 30 or 30,000 Rand or less, you are not a provisional taxpayer. Now, with COVID coming on and a lot... And let's be clear, is that... Per annum. Per annum. So it's 30,000 Rand per annum. Anum, yeah. So a lot of the people didn't get the interest that they usually get. They didn't get the, the rental income. Their tenants left, couldn't pay, whatever it may be. And that rental income is now less than that 30,000 Rand. They are no longer a provisional taxpayer and they might not have realized that. And that's what we're picking up. Um, and that's the concern is that you actually as an individual now need to monitor very carefully year on year because you might be in one year and out the next year. So last year they would have had no problem. Provisional taxpayer, all good and dandy, you submitted on the 31st. Now, because of this impact, um, their taxable income from those inc from that income is less than the 30,000 Rand. They're not a provisional taxpayer and they should have submitted their return in December of the previous year. Sure. So, so just coming back to this, uh, the reason for this, is it just to uh, bring discipline into yeah. the tax regime or is it just to find another way to tax? Yeah, look, so yeah I know you're not allowed to answer that. But, yeah. <laughs> this has been on the cards and look, compliance is something that the commissioner has been driving at SARS. So they do want to ensure compliance. Um, so as I said before, it was two or more tax returns. Yeah. Um, now they brought it down to one. So they do want to up the levels of compliance because they have been dropping. Um, and that is is concerning and SARS obviously does need to put, put their, their thumb on that and stop that from happening. Um, what I think has happened here, though, is that there are unintended consequences with this. I don't think even SARS, and we are in communication with SARS on this, because a lot of people were caught unawares and previously would have not been in the situation because of the, the change in the penalty regime now, because there would have been two or more outstanding. Yeah. So I think even SARS did not anticipate that and add in the COVID factor to this, which, which could have swung the person either way. Um, so we're not quite sure, and we have seen SARS reversing some of these penalties. Um, in cases, so there's two problems here. The one is that, first of all, the system levied it even on people that were provisional taxpayers, and that's incorrect. So, so I have seen cases where that has been reversed. In other cases, SARS is levying it correctly, um, and then they, they reversed it as well, and I've reinstated it. So we're not quite sure exactly what's going on, um, but we do know if it was incorrectly levied, which the system does, does seem to have done, uh, the taxpayers do urgently need to request a, a request for remission to get that penalty waived because that is incorrect. Um, and is, there, there, is that through the SARS website? Yes. So you can do that through, you get a penalty assessment, you click on um, the request for remission. It's on the website, it explains exactly how, how you do that. But we do urge, I mean, we will let them be in communication with SARS. We'll, we'll want to know if this is what they intended. It seems as though it is unintended, but I mean, it's quite clear in the law they're allowed to do this. Mm. That That's black and white, so that is clear. But we don't think, and we didn't even pick up all the, the implications uh, from this change in the penalty. Dr. Sharon Smulders, um, always uh, bringing a, a new law, a new something to us here at the Big Small Business Show. But I think it's very important um, from, from our perspective to be aware of all these because we, as much as we don't like paying tax, I think paying tax is always a positive signal that you're doing well. Well, it's time for our tough entrepreneurial question of the week. These questions are designed to push you a little bit, take you in a different direction. And the question today is, do you have the skills to run a business of your size? And if you don't, 
Do you have the right team around you to compensate for those lack of skills? You know, when we start out as entrepreneurs, we are all things. We are the, you know, the, the, so the cook, the bottle, the bottle washer, the, the, the baker, the everything in the business. We do all th sorts of things. And as the business grows, we start to specialize. But if the business is growing quicker than we are, then very often we take on surrogacy roles of, of positions that we might not have the skills. So as an example, when we start our businesses, very often we can't afford to employ a bookkeeper. So we do the books on Excel. We run sort of an Excel spreadsheet of our books, of our income statement, etc. And then the business grows and grows and grows. And the business definitely needs the skills of a bookkeeper or an accountant. And yet we are still doing our books on Excel, which is not appropriate for the size of the business. And as a result, the business starts to make mistakes and eventually that can lead to the business dying. So if you're not asking this question, do I have the requisite skills? And if I don't, have I got somebody in my team with those skills? You're not testing for all the places that you're sitting in surrogacy where you're holding those positions and you don't have the requisite skills right now. Well, that's it uh, for the Big Small Business Show for today. Do remember, if you think it, write it down and make it a reality. The Big Small Business Show was proudly brought to you by Saika. Choose a difference maker, choose a chartered accountant. The Big Small Business Show was brought to you by MTN Business. Everywhere you go, MTN.